If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hi, it's Luke here from the Custard TV Podcast, editor and runner of the site. Uh, joined as always, Gary's here from London area. Greetings. Greetings. And Matt's here from the north. Hello. I was in London yesterday for, for a screening I decided to go to. My question oh, okay. to both of you is, whenever I'm driven into London, I can't say when I drive because I don't drive, so whenever I'm driven into London, I always go past the massive queue for Madame Two Swords, and I just don't see the appeal at all. What's the appeal? Even I don't know if I've heard. I may have gone when I went round a lot of London attractions with my grandparents because they yeah. lived in Slough, so we often went to London with them. But I can't remember if we went to Madame Two Swords or not. I, I don't think I've ever been. I mean, I've been to like the London, you know, the, the London Eye, and you know. Uh, Maybe we should go on a podcast outing to Madame Two Swords. I don't see the appeal and the queues would prove me wrong because they are well isn't there also a, a hagen shop right next door so it might be for uh, that. maybe it's that gary knows that all too well <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't even you know sometimes he um and ours when he talks not then yeah. was like hagen i'm sure that's where I the hagen shop is the location of all the hagen shops in uh, in london <laughs> luke hey everybody here's our staff gary i've never heard of him before today and matt he's a professional talking telly Try it, just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Of all the London things that you did, you have done, Gary, which is the most overrated? Because you know, I that... wasn't a big fan of the Victorian Albert Museum. I don't know. That. My mum is that me. is that at all rated normally? The Victorian yeah, Albert Museum. People are going. I must go to the Victorian <laughs> Albert well, Museum. No, well, Gary's put me off. <laughs> oh, is one it? of the more it is one of the more popular museums. Hmm, so I mean, okay. it does get a lot. So, but I think know, we're thinking like you know Tower Bridge yeah. and oh, Big Ben and Big Ben. I saw for two weeks straight when I was in hospital, and it had kept me up at night. So I didn't really like that. Does that literally <laughs> go off all night long? On yeah, the hour, all night long. All right, it's well, like that work, a, apparently. That, <laughs> that killed a tiny bit of time anyway. Didn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the podcast, as it were. Uh, news, reviews, and previews, uh, to-dos. That's what we'll do. Uh, and Gary will head west with all the US-based stuff. You may have seen this on the website, and please visit the website between podcasts for all your latest TV What's news. the website? Uh, it's thecustardtv.com, Matt. Thank Tom. you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. Um, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Hold on, uh, I, I don't think I was listening properly, Luke. Say it one more time. It's uh, www.thecustardtv.com. If you want to be oh, snazzy, right. I'll, I'll you can do that, that HTTP thing as well if you want to be snazzy. <laughs> dot, dot, backslash. Yeah, a um, couple of bucks. And I get that on MS-DOS. 
you may have seen this on there. If you haven't, I've saved you the bother. This once. You only get one free pass. The rest of the time, you have to go to the website. Channel 4 have commissioned and subsequently announced a full 20-part episode 20? series. Of Is this going to be on Tea Mate. Time? I imagine uh, we're talking Tea Time. 8, 8 p.m. Well, they need something which... to replace Deal or No Deal at some point, don't they? So... Well, that's a good... I don't know whether that's a bit I think they're early. putting in the... Eight... I, I would imagine they're putting in that 8 p.m. slot because they were talking about it being sort yeah. of like trying to attract sort of te- the when... teenage market. When when was this on? Before, I, 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 I struggled to remember <laughs> when? when this was on. Uh, it was on sort of six pm's, I think. That's what I, th- yeah. I wonder whether they're going for like a six pm Sunday. Well, they can't because they uh, uh, unless they do Ooh. Sundays. Like the the week is is full up with uh, the Simpsons and Hollyoaks now. Isn't well, it? that's true. Yeah, this is in oh, the pre Hollyoaks days. <sighs> I can't even remember those days. <laughs> um, uh, what we didn't say is it's not hosted by Stephen Merchant, who did the recent Stand Up to Cancer special. It will be hosted by travel and gadget man Richard Iowade. Gary, head west. We've talked about the TCAs before on this podcast, haven't we? They sound a bit like Edinburgh. It is, and then the networks have have previews of their new shows later in the year, and and, and they have different events. Comic Con is a big one for for launching new things, but a couple of shows have been renewed, and uh, so the new Prison Break, which would be Series Five technically, has been has been shown. That's going to be showing. Uh, in this country uh, and in America on the 4th of April. Uh, we don't have news yet on uh, on who actually is going to be showing that. And then I have two reviews. First yeah. off the bad, uh, the, the television programme called Bull. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> um, Probably that's the best review you'll ever do. I'd leave it there. Yeah, I don't say anymore. No, basically this is uh, Michael Weatherly, who was in NCIS, the original one, for about uh, a decade. Uh, he left in the last year. And this is the show that they've obviously decided to make with him. He plays Professor Bull, and he's <laughs> I know, and he's playing a jury consultant, a very cocky and well-funded jury consultant who basically will tell you who your jury are going to vote for. I liked some of it, but the problem was it was very formulaic, and and there were elements where he was actually starting to investigate and try and solve who done it. Mm. Um, they were defending a, a, a billionaire's son, as a senator's son, sorry, a senator's son, well-funded senator's son. And, and, you know, there was this whole thing of did he do it, did he not do it? We've been through these kind of like, because, you know, there was um, Lie to Me, where the guy was basically like a lying consultant. Did you like that? Because Matt liked Lie to Me. I I did like Lie to Me. I thought Tim Roth was brilliant. It was mostly Mm. him. But, yeah, I thought Lie to Me was good. A little bit far-fetched at times. Now, the one that I really want to talk about, the excellent Travellers on um, Netflix. Now, I think I might have mentioned this. Uh, on a previous Gary Goes West. I don't know if it was edited out. Those, those Who things would can... do that sort of thing? Who would? I would like to meet that man <laughs> one day and shake him warmly by the throat. I mean, uh, by the hand. This is a Netflix original, um, and it's very similar to uh, a fantastic show that I liked called Fringe, which dealt with kind of out there science. The basic premise of Travellers is that uh, a group of five people are chosen at random to have people sent back from the 21st century to inhabit their bodies. Sorry, this is the 21st century, from the 23rd oh, yeah. century. Is and there basically... any bits where they show you whether they're in the 21st, 23rd century no. there's good signal on trains for mobile phones? No. The key thing is, in the 23rd century, life is horrible, and that's why these people have been it's sent back. It's not that great now, is it? Let's be well, honest. Uh, 
But the Wi-Fi signal's a bit worse, I think, you know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and basically, they're sent back to complete a mission which will really change the course of time to make things better. I don't think I'm spoiling it too much when I say they fail, um, because although they do complete their mission, things don't change, and that leads to... So that halfway through the series, they complete their mission that they were sent to do, and then towards the end of the series, you realise that it's got more complicated. The reason I say it's like Fringe, it uses a lot of very out-there science, uh, nanotechnology, and the the idea of travelling into your hosts. It is fantastic. Eric McCormack, who I can now see as anything else other than, than Will, out of Will and Grace, thankfully, is absolutely superb playing the leader of this travelling group and also an FBI agent, because they still have to maintain their 21st century persona. So you've got someone who's got a learning disability, you've got a junkie. The oldest member of the group is inside the body of a 17-year-old high school football player. You've got a single mum and Eric McCormack's FBI agent. It's just fantastic. I'm on the last episode and I can't wait to uh, to finish it and I can't wait to see what they do next. If you're a lover of, of Fringe or science fiction in general, I highly recommend this. <laughs> It's time for The Reviews with Matt. Hello! <laughs> Where should we start this week? Because it's, it's mainly returns so far. You go to hospital, Gary and Luke. And this oh, was, he, uh, he's already not well, don't wish you money. This, this, this was a new documentary Christ. on BBC One. No. Two. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. Basically, this was set in Queen Mary's Hospital, which is part of the Imperial Hospital Group in London. And it's a documentary based in, the, in, in a week in, the, uh, in and around the A&E and high dependency uh, units in this hospital. And this whole episode was really based around the fact that it, it's somebody's job, this poor woman's job, to basically make the decision about who gets what bed. And she's uh, basically every day... There's a game show in that, I think, as well. Well, there's not much of a prize at the end. Uh, No, you get to live a bit longer. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, don't even go there, crikey. This is highly emotional. I think the BBC Mm. did this very well. There's a guy who's waiting for an operation on throat cancer. There's an elderly gentleman who's waiting for an operation, um, and he's kept waiting a number of hours, and... And you're seeing the kind of the groups of the people, you know, the head of the medical director of HDU, seeing if any of the patients can be moved down. HDU is high dependency, by the way, sorry. Um, and, and seeing if they can go on to a general ward. And, and it basically shows you the kind of chaos that can happen behind the scenes when you as a patient enter the hospital for a routine operation. The unfortunate part is that Although they were able to do the operation on the gentleman with throat cancer, he passed away. That really got me. I mean, I don't know about you, Luke. That really mm. hit me mm. when, when you found you out can't that he not passed as well, away. Because what these documentaries do, we hear all these stories on the news, or we have been. What they do is they put a more human spin yeah. on, on a story. And you can't help but, but be drawn in and be affected. When you just hear about it on the news, you think, oh, it can't be so bad, or oh, it wouldn't affect me, or whatever. And this mm. this shows you the people that it's affecting, and it shows you how how tied some hands are. It's it's actually quite scary. I would hate to be watching this with an illness and thinking I'm going to be going into hospital soon. I'd hate to, to, to like know Gary. That... Well, yeah, no. I, I, the, the, as the I finished the, the sentence, I was thinking, "Oh, bugger, Gary." No, but the thing is, is that for those you know the podcast don't know, I'm waiting for an operation on my foot. 
I've had my sort of pre-op assessment, you know, to make sure that I'm all okay and that I can, can we go do under... Gary go- we missed that, Gary goes pre-op. That was, uh, that's a whole different... That's a whole ball. new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say ball game then, but that was... Really <laughs> oh, or lack of ball game, possibly. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, and actually, when I was in hospital the first time um, last year, I was in hospital three times, this was the first time, there were operations cancelled around me. You know, people were waiting to go down and they were told, sorry, it's not going to happen. And now I have some sort of better understanding of possibly why. One of the stories was a woman who'd had a, a huge heart attack failure in Norwich, and because St Mary's is a centre of excellence for heart failure, she was being ambulanced down. And that caused this kind of domino effect of, look, we you know, she's got to have this bed. Therefore, that person can't have their operation today. And this person, had the, what was funny, well, not funny, again, not, it's not humorous, it's kind of dark humour, is the first thing that the, the patient said is, oh, I've got my car in the car park, am I going to have to move it? You know, he didn't think my car might, you know, I need to change and whatever, you know, the operation. The first thing he was thinking was, oh, gosh, my car, my car needs moving. You yeah. know, and it, it does show the kind of, as you say, the very human side of it. One of the reasons I didn't watch any American telly and the reason I, I sort of was very poo-pooing of all that yeah. was because in America they use their television to paint a picture to the rest of the country or possibly to the world, perhaps, of how great everything is. We do the complete opposite in this country. Yeah. Where, if, where if things are going poorly, like they are at the moment for the NHS, we we don't shy away from showing that on screen. And although it was very difficult to watch, it was an important watch, I think. Yeah. And it comes from the self-deprecating humour as well, yeah. doesn't it? That whole side where we, we are quite happy to poke fun at ourselves and look at ourselves in not the best light, which so, I, so America so is a prime example. Yeah. Don't this do it. Is, I mean, other this isn't don't a either, 20... But... This, yeah, if, I was going to say, this is different this... from 24 hours in A&E, yeah. which focuses mainly on the sort of patients, doesn't it? Yeah, this like, is yeah. focusing I, I on, think, on a think... specific trust. Shall I quickly talk about sugar-free farmers? I don't think <laughs> <either> <laughs> Kind of watch. related in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> well, sort of, oh, um, talking about ambulances, poor old uh, Peter Davidson was carted off in one in the first episode. Cause well, he had, he had a... a... Did he regenerate and come back as Tom yes. Baker? <laughs> he did. No, 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 Colin Baker. Colin Baker, damn it, that joke would have been much better. <laughs> this was the second series of uh, the health-related sort of reality show. I don't really know what genre... You are all over are. this. I think it is a good sort of experiment, a look at sort of health. I mean, I think it's good that it's done with celebrities because I think it gets more eyes on it, but it's an interesting look at our sort of dietary habits and things like that. I remember when Luke, we got the list of people who were on it and you said... People like Peter Davidson and uh, Joe Pasquale, you don't necessarily see them as being like overweight or anything like that. But actually, in the first episode, they did this thing where they stood next to sort of, well, they showed them like piles of like fat and bags of sugar, which was their sort of yearly diet. And the the biggest two piles belonged to Joe Pasquale and Peter Davidson, who who sort of had the most sugar intake out of everyone in that room, including like um, Alison Hammond and Stavros Flatley. What basically happens is these uh, celebrities are free from sugar and aren't allowed to eat anything like that. No sort of carbohydrates. Uh, I think it's in the first week. They're not even allowed like fruit or fruit juice or anything. Wow. So it's yeah. all uh, vegetable based, like the old green smoothies and like granola and things like that. And Could they have wafer thin ham? Yes. As long as it's <laughs> responsibly sourced from the pigs on the farm. Oh, get off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of 
of it is a bit sort of put on for the cameras, as you said, like Gemma mm. Collins is there and they're getting her to feed the pigs and she's not doing it properly and the farmer mm. shouts at her and it's all a bit tiring. But a lot of it I find quite interesting. I think the last series especially was quite interesting where you had someone like um, Jennifer Ellison, who used to be quite the pin-up, didn't she, in, in, back in our day. Oh, God. And, and Because so... she drinks a lot of uh, fizzy drinks. She's a dance teacher now, isn't she? Because she does Dance Moms UK. She drinks a lot of fizzy drinks, hence her putting on a lot of weight, especially in the face. And I just think face, it is an interesting... Yeah interesting experiment is it about them losing weight or it, is it to about an extent them... or having better diets I, at the end of I it i can do i can do the science if you want yeah go on gary's science bit the science is is that if you have more sugar in your body than your insulin levels can um break down then it turns into fat so if you're taking in more sugar than you can get rid of then you will turn it into fat and get bigger that was Gary Science bit. Someone like Gemma Collins had the lowest. Back to those piles again. She had the lowest pile out of <laughs> out of any of them. She's probably tried every fad diet there is out there as well. She probably. has, but also yeah. it's her eating patterns, and she had yeah. erratic eating patterns. As Gary, someone who has a food diary, he should know all about this. It's it's all about three square meals a day. I... And Alison Hammond had the second smallest pile. She ate about sort of 600 chocolate bars a year or something like that. Crikey. Life, yeah. That's living the dream. Show... In the last series, uh, the beast from the chase was on it, and he, he they basically saw his diet, which was emptying packs and packs of minstrels into a big bowl and eating them in his dressing room. Gosh. So we'll go to Sunday night now, and we'll start with Endeavour, which which this week went very 60s, as Endeavour yeah. had an LSD trip, which was quite... Yes, the, the summer of love came home, and Endeavour started with a, with a song and dance number. Basically, there's two elements <laughs> to the storyline. The first is surrounding a band called the Wildwoods, who are very loosely based on the Beatles or the Stones. Uh, they're a, a sort of four-piece hippie band. The, the, the opening scenes are them shooting a television uh, commercial or television show. The, the other part of the storyline is based around a character called Mrs. Pettibon, who is, again, not Mary even based on Mary Whitehouse. Yeah. I who... said that to Luke, didn't I, when I was you I was did. watching you it, did. I think, while, you were, while I was on Skype to you, and I said, it's Endeavour does Mary Whitehouse. She's a, a Christian activist. She was um, campaigning against what she believed was, was a, a sort of anti-Christian television and radio uh, output. Uh, part of the plot is that she believes that she, or she puts forward that she's been written death threat letters uh, and Morse is assigned to sort of keep an eye on her. The web about you, basically she is not... In the <laughs> What's Christian. going on there? Sorry, Siri, Siri decided to turn on and held the whole of that conversation. <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> Siri decided to turn on me. <laughs> Wow. Um, throughout this episode, you get that whole thing where you don't really know where the storylines are going to merge. And the brilliant thing is that in this episode, we get a brilliant um, pastiche of a television show called Almanac, which is very similar to shows that are around at that time, where basically Mrs. Pettibon and the lead singer of the Wildwoods sort of clash on television over lyrics and things like that. During that time, um, somebody is found dead on the Wildwoods country retreat where they're writing their next hit album homosexuality wasn't it and because mrs pettibon's husband uh, hung himself didn't he after it was revealed he'd um had a liaison with another gentleman that's right and and that's what led her to become... that was the nicest way of putting <laughs> I that i remember <laughs> 
I mean, the thing is, is that as that we was get very more into... sweet. I love uh, that. But the other reveal, obviously, was that the, the murderer of the, uh, the builder guy was uh, one of the fans who was living with the band. Cause yeah, he was the lyricist. No, the, lyricist. the guy that wrote all the lyrics. And yeah, that's that they... how Morse solved the crime. He unpacked the lyrics and worked out that... And the there was a song... reference on the sleeve of the record or the, the inlet of the album, wasn't it? That's right. It was, and and also the, the lyrics of the song Jennifer sometimes, which yeah. this this person believed was them about them because it was their middle name, but it turned out that he just changed the name. Was it Christopher? That, that was it. He realised that yeah, because it was uh, what is it? Was phonetically correct, hmm. you know, to fit in with the lyrics. But he he knew that he would never get a, a song called Christopher sometimes on the radio in the sixties. Shall we go again to our other Sunday night detective? And it's the only uh, reason I'm here. Sherlock, which was called The Final Problem. They find Sherlock's sister, they get trapped on some sort of hospital island. Tracy Shuster Island. They get trapped on Tracy Island and have to solve all these sort of mysteries and then it turns into Skyfall as Sherlock yeah, ends yeah, up yeah. in an ancestral home. Please I've do. never known a show annoy me so much. I, I was seething at the end of this. I know, I, that... Luke, can I just say I know one because I've been going past all these old podcasts. Yeah. You were quite annoyed by Sun Trap. Oh, yeah, I know. But this, <laughs> I, I think the reason I, I get annoyed by Sherlock in particular is because it is so well thought of. And it doesn't matter how bloody ridiculous it is, there'll still be people going, oh, you're just being mean because it's Sherlock and it's popular. No, it's bloody ridiculous. It made no sense for the beginning to end. This yeah. is me. I don't care how many more they do. They've lost me. I won't be coming back. I did all it does is annoy me, mm. and that's it. That's me done. I'm don't I, have any I interest almost in it. almost gave up halfway through. I really wanted to, but I knew we'd be talking about this. Yeah, and I, knew I, I was exactly about it. Gary. You know mm. what? I was exactly the same. I yeah. put. I, I purposely sort of started it ten minutes late, so I paused BBC One and then started mm. it, and 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 so I could. I mean, I fast forwarded through some of it. I was really? that. Well, you didn't I was miss anything. That, it was just like now solve this problem now solve this problem now here's yeah. this girl on the plane now back to Moriarty one thing they proved you wrong Luke though they did get Andrew Scott back for about I know for, yeah. but and, just, and to me just as fun service not for any good feature. reason no the only redeeming feature of this episode was his entrance no but it was just for fun service and all the mm. I want but to that, break free is to, at least they did something at least that was well worked out and they did something different with it was the, the the bit about the fact that he was her Christmas surprise. I think it's the only we... element of the show that I had any interest in. Could any of us make any sense of what was going on? Did any of it make any sense in the real world? Let alone, let, in fact, ignore the real world. Did any of it make sense in the Sherlock world? Because I don't think it did. How did that girl who was supposed to be locked up, how did she get out to be yeah. sat on a bus? How mm. did she get out? Of, it's just they didn't think about it And why at did all. she bother doing all that stuff with John? That didn't make yeah. any sense. Where she was oh, the, 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 the ending made even less sense than anything when else. When she was the girl on the plane. Yeah. Well, not, not only that, there were no consequences. Basically, she's back in the prison and now she gets a weekly visitation from her parents who she's reunited with. The- Freeing violin for no yeah, freaking reason. And, and, and I think, and I think uh, that was just you think. Uh, I have done she, some. If she can still reprogram everyone, isn't she just yeah. going to go evil again? 
Nothing was resolved. And I've, well, ne- I've never seen Doctor Who, but this is the closest I, I imagine. Yeah. When I Sherlock's saw the trailer, and they ah, did right. the big ex- escaping from the explosion bit, that's taken exactly from a Doctor Who. They've done that right. loads of times. I, I'm going to tell you now. Okay, I, I have two things to say about this. Number one, the whole thing about Sherlock Holmes, if you go back to the books and other interpretations, is... The biggest mistake this writer have done is killing off Moriarty. It's the biggest problem they've got. The biggest thing about Sherlock Holmes is that he is this savant. He is this person that sees things that other people can't or notices things. He's supported by Watson, who is the yin to his yang. He's, you know, he's the person that keeps him balanced. And his opposite is Moriarty. The only person that can outsmart Holmes is Moriarty. The worst thing they did was kill him off. In Doctor Who, who is Doctor Who's biggest rival? It's the Daleks. It's the Master. Do they ever kill them off? No. The thing with Doctor Who is, is that they can go through space and time, so they can always sort of bring Absolutely. characters back. So it's much more logical. They've tried so hard to bring Moriarty back because they realised. I think they've realised they've killed off the, uh, the, the the best villain that Sherlock has. There's no story in any of this. The problem with it was I found it completely implausible and I thought they were just... It seemed to me like Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss were clutching at straws the whole way through. They had this idea about the girl on the plane and it annoyed me that Sherlock never questioned whether this girl on the plane was even real. He was like, put me back through to the girl on the plane. Why did he just go, oh yeah, that's actually happening as well? I mean, it was just so... And I, and I think the idea that they're now saying that this is... The U.S. Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC the end of chapter one you know that now now you're back to the beginning where basically can, can it oh, please, then... be a, please be a one chapter book and, and how amanda yeah. abington yeah yeah if moriarty only have five minutes to do those tapes i wonder how many yeah. t- dvds we'll get with amanda abington going yeah. now remember boys Maybe the the whole box set that she's... The the closest I've come to swearing, and I don't swear in everyday life either, but it was the most annoying piece of television. And if any other show, any other show on on TV had done that plot, they'd have been laughed at. It was just poorly structured, I thought. I I, I felt it was totally insipid, Mm, totally trying to be self-referential. And and I and I think had we not been talking about it, I think I would have switched it off halfway. The through. only the only reason the only way you could enjoy it is to ask no questions because the minute yeah. you started to say, well, how come they're there now? How come she tied him up? And why does he think his bloody best friend is a frigging dog when he's supposed to be the most clever person on the planet? And, and you know, Endeavor shows that you can do a clever because it's <sighs> they're cleverly plotted. Yeah detective shows with a detective who's slightly detached emotionally from the rest of the world isn't he he's not 
you know, he doesn't socialise as much. Or... No, you don't yeah, see he... him with and, and, and it was perfectly shown in the fact that he was having to listen to, to some pop music when he's a he's a he's a he's a fan of you classical. know classical music. Yeah, uh, it just it just shows when you contrast these two because I watched them both on Sunday and you mm. you watch them both and endeavours this clever um, plotted with a with a good reveal and is the same length if not a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock just goes, "Oh, aren't we clever? Aren't we clever? Aren't we clever?" <sighs> Endeavor so is clever, but not doesn't ever sort of ring its Sherlock bell. Sherlock is all hype now. It's all about the hype of it. And can you imagine if you went to the cinema to see it? Because they was—I didn't realize till afterwards they, they were screening it at my local of cinema. Course. Yeah, they did say that. We 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 said that when we originally knew it was coming out. I can only hope that this is it. That they decided now. You know, let's let's let's. They, well, they, they won't because it it's a massive hit. I mean, even if well, they let's, have to let's wait just years, hope that the actors say no. Nothing ever really happens. Nobody nothing gets sticks. their comeuppance. Yeah, everything that you think is interesting either turns out to be Sherlock yeah. doing it or somebody else doing but it. But Sherlock if they've had the it. balls to kill off um, Mycroft, for example, yeah, someone said that on Twitter. Yeah. No, they don't have you know, any guts at all anymore. They just want to keep turning things on their head till they turn so much they don't even know where they are by the end. They, they've That's turned they inside themselves. They've gone. They've gone so meta that they've gone inside themselves, and that's the problem. It, it, it's now a show written by two fans for those two fans. You, I mean, Mo- Moffat is just just goes overboard. I mean, he. A lot of people I know have stopped watching Doctor Who because of his. I don't Wait, think on no. Doctor Who it's quite as bad. I, 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 I've heard those complaints, and I, as, as a big Doctor Who fan, I, I don't see it as much. I well, don't Chris think Chibnall's gotten... taking over now, isn't he? Yeah, so I, but I don't think the Moffat era is is, is is quite as bad as it is for Sherlock. I don't think people... I think with, think Mo- with Doctor Who, they have different writers come in for different episodes, Well, not, not only that, I think, as I say, there's a lot more get-outs on Doctor Who because of the time and space thing. You can be slightly clever... And then at the end of it, just go, oh, well, you know, the TARDIS went back in time and fixed it. And, it's, and it makes sense. You can't do that in Sherlock. They decide, don't they? Oh, Sherlock's really clever. Oh, but for the sake of this bit, he's not so clever. Oh, yeah. now he's really clever again. Oh, oh, now, but he now we're going to talk this. about emotions. and oh. He wouldn't know this, so he's not clever. Oh, but he, he is clever because he worked this out. Oh, but he's not clever enough to know uh, this. In the world... Do, do you know what? As a, as, a, as a final as a final point from me on this, do you know what it's made me think? I'm going to do. I'm going to pick up Elementary, uh, which is the American. My dear version. Watson, because because they actually solve crimes. And one more word from me about the series of Sherlock. In the words of Sherlock himself, I'm bored now. Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Good to the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. Uh, and go for Unforgotten next. So in Ep 2 of Unforgotten, which I watched a while ago, so you might have to... Yeah, uh, me too. I'll, I'll try Forgotten. Um, we found out the connection between a few of the characters and the... Uh, Murder victim, uh, who is the man in the suitcase. Uh, Luke, yep. if you want to play that music. <laughs> so we found out that the uh, Mark Bonner character knew, well, is denying knowing him in the early yeah, days. He, yeah. he denied knowing him, but, but it, it, you saw The very idea of, of it made him sick, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and well, no, then... no, 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 no. 
no, he no, no. Because he oh. thought that he be, he thought the police were coming about the the money he was paying off for the father. And no, also, I, okay, maybe. And also, yeah, the no, teacher, we found out was a prostitute, and he was again. She denied knowing him, but he would have been one of her clients, presumably. We don't know yet, though, the the connection between Rosie Caviero and and the murder victim. Her story was still going on, or do no. we? That, 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 no, we don't. Yeah, she she's now do we? Coming... No, we no, don't. We don't. No, oh, we don't. okay. She's, Sorry, becoming, Luke, she's becoming slightly estranged from her husband, isn't she? She's hmm. well, again... she's paranoid I... about her sister, and and she's spending too much time with the young patient on the cancer ward. Well, what we do know about her is she's had problems with mental health, I think, mm. before. Yes, there's that's talk right. Of, As if has you think he, I'm going so nuts. maybe, yeah, because he had problems with depression, didn't he, the, mm. the murder victim? My mm. guess is that maybe uh, Mark Bonner and the murder victim were lovers at one point, my mm-hmm. guess is, but he was not out as such. Yeah. Um. So that's why... I... Well, he was the. I suppose the other thing that came out was the Conservative Party donor thing, wasn't it? Was that in this episode? Or it might have been in the first yes. one. Yes. But no, that, that it, it kind of explains how he Ooh, had and such the big a thing wide... which we missed. But is yeah, the big plot thing that we missed, which is very interesting and possibly the crux of the whole thing, was that he was abused as a child or a, or yes. a teen. Oh yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. So. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know whether Rosie and there's also would have been yeah. involved, not in the abuse, but there during yeah. that. Maybe they knew each other. So, yeah. yeah. And the other sort of side plot has got something to do with Nicola Walker's uh, personal life. There's something going on with her dad. And I do like how they've got more scenes at the station with some of the sort of lesser yeah. coppers. And that's, you know. that, uh, again, is still my favourite thing. That Just the way they talk yeah. about each other. Yeah. The way Nicola Walker's the like the, sort of... can you solve this message? There's a free bottle of prosecco in it for you, stuff like that. Yeah, the way they just good. calmly go up and present their findings. Yeah. There's no oh, although all I, results. And all although that is it, it probably is quite accurate, but one thing watching this episode, I thought is they're all disturbing these people while they're trying to work. Like the teacher, she's in the middle of a lesson. You know, Mark Bonner's in the middle of a case. <laughs> Police business is done during the day, you know. You yeah. wouldn't go out there at night just to fit in with their social life, you know. But I'm, 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 thinking, know more the, I'm thinking more of the teacher who has regular breaks, but they have to come in the middle of a lesson. Well. Double English. <laughs> I really like the fact that the police station staff are normal. They don't have backstories. Yeah. They don't have wives, husbands, social lives. You're seeing them in the element well, and the area bit, that they're then. in. You get yeah, but not, of, yeah, you get bits about not, what... There's not a cloud hanging over them. Absolutely. There's no distraction be. from the yeah. fact that they're there. There's a little side plot with, plot. as we said, Nicola Walker's dad. And yeah, but stuff we with got some of that Sanji in the first series. Done, didn't we? Yeah, Sanji daughters, you always hear about him struggling con- to control them. But that's it about his personal life, isn't but it? I, but I think that grounds them as people. Yes, it yeah, no, I agree. But it doesn't detract from the fact that what they're there to do is this... It, they are focused on this cult, on, on certain... Oh, and I've got something crimes. for fact fans this week as well. I was reading Ooh, up on... times uh, it's fact fans have been yeah, serviced. Chris Lang, the writer of Unforgotten. Luke, you might know this. Did you know that he was once the drummer in the House Martins? I need to write. That's written down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the start of the interview. We're going to do half an hour on the house, Martins. He was, before... I think. I didn't think he. I think he was their second drummer, but he sort of left before they got the big success with um, Caravan of Love. Maybe that's why the theme tune is so good. Or we well because the house Martins didn't do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because... <laughs> well, no, because obviously he's got a musical ear. 
<laughs> We've all got musical ears for God's sake. God, he's better than ours. <laughs> Gary, don't put yourself down. You used to you sang on the podcast for a year and a half. Quickly, chat. No offence, Ep two. Ep two, yes. S two, Ep two. <laughs> it really does work only speaking once a week. I enjoy it a lot more. Uh, we got the Manchester on fire at the beginning of uh, episode two. No offence. Very the... reminiscent of London's burning, which was nice. <laughs> it was the big sort of gang war between the Kennedys and the Atters. And uh, Diner went into uh, the flat above Nora Atter's mm. vape shop. Actually, um, yes. That's uh, contemporary for Paul Abbott, wasn't it? A, a vape shop. <laughs> And we saw uh, she rescued one family from a uh, flat, but in the flat below the family, in the flat sort of between that flat what? and the vape shop, <laughs> in for God's sake. There was there was five children uh, trapped in a uh, locked room, that and they had to solve a puzzle to get out. Do you know that music's not been played once, and I think that is something to do with why it's gone downhill as well. I've heard that music that whole series. I met the guy who composed that at Edinburgh the other year. He's not got paid this year. No, unfortunately, because that's the sort of playful tone that it's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> but, I, sorry, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, the, the sort of through line this year we learned, because we were talking last week, weren't we, that it's lost some of its sort of oomph with like the... Yes, yeah. The, the, or the controversy about the uh, girls with the Down syndromes. But yes. we've got this year the sort of, the fact that we learned that Nora Atta is sort of using care home kids who haven't got like, yes. records to work for her for free. There's mm. a whole thing about sort of slavery, and she. I th- I really enjoyed that speech where she talked about being made a slave and stuff, and she still keeps like her slave tattoo. It's a show that can do that, and you go, oh yeah, that works. Other mm. shows, it might seem really dark. I like that they're focusing on the custody suite a bit more mm. this time. I like the custody desk sergeant. I Fits in with the podcast, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. twenty four hours in police custody. Obviously, we've seen yeah. and we've seen sort of humour that they can get out of that and. And this series, we've got the desk clerk. I can't remember his name, but I quite enjoyed him. And we saw uh, Custard, during the... Dur- Custard, Custard TV custody this week. <laughs> during the riots, there was a lot of looting going on and, and one, mm. a girl who'd looted a pet shop and stolen stolen a cock or two. Again, I love nice... that. <laughs> I love that. That was my... F- I laughed a lot about that. Just um, the fact that somebody would write that in a script. Just made me laugh so much. Joy was questioning her and, and being quite. Uh... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Aggressive. And then she came back to the interview, and the girl had sort of uh, committed suicide. Had uh, mm. again quite an emotional thing. Yeah, and, and no again, offense, sort of, sort of goes that, completely yeah. bonkers, and then can you could be laughing at just the absurdity of it, but it works in the world, and then all of a sudden they'll bring you smack back mm. down. It gives you that short, uh, short, sharp shock, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it's oh, I'm one laughing of the most, one moment. Yeah, one of the most unique shows on television and i'm um, a lot more into the series now in this second episode i yes, think the first episode yeah. did a lot of setup 
and I wasn't sure as it, it would be as good as it was last series, but I've well, got no, faith in I, it like, now. Like you say, it didn't. The first episode and is, it was all about connecting all these people, but it, but it seemed to have lost its edge that mm. I enjoyed so much. Yeah, but and it's I got it back. And and we got as well the other reveal at the end was that the people that jo- uh, Dine had saved actually had the key to the padlock in their flat mm, mm. that was on the door that the, the, the five kids couldn't get out. And we also learnt the identity of one of the girls, didn't we, who was the girlfriend of the boy who killed Earl Kennedy last week. Yeah. So You could never second-guess nah. it. You could never say, this is what it's going to be or this is what it is. It's not a show that, because Gary doesn't watch, it's not a show I could describe to him with any great um, clarity because it just does its own thing. But it works not. I think it works not only in the no offense world, but I think it works in the real world as well. I think you. I think this. All these things could happen, and Paul Abbott has this way of turning things on their head, but making them make complete sense at the same time. And I don't know how he does it. It's a real skill, and it's a pleasure to watch. I love it. Really enjoy it. Okay, and should we end on something I didn't see? Uh, taboo. I love it. Yeah, I'm just doing it now just to say it like that because I noticed how I said it last week on the podcast. No? <laughs> so, yeah, good luck with Taboo on the last podcast. <laughs> In the second episode, we find a little bit more that basically um, he is sort of digging into his father's uh, past and what happened and how he died and what was the situation around why he was going mad at the end. He tries to find the, the deeds to this island that was talked about in episode one. Uh, he's struggling to find it. And at the court case where they read out the, the, the will and testament or his business arrangements, a woman comes forward saying that she actually married his father uh, towards the end. She's got an Irish uh, marriage certificate, so much so that basically they have it checked out so that she would own half of the estate that Tom Hardy's character uh, has has got legitimate claims to, and uh, we get introduced to uh, the American side of it as well. He goes to visit Tom Hardy's character goes to visit someone involved in the American side and tries to sort of negotiate uh, a little bit about their interest in the island. If we'd have had another day before the podcast, I would have seen it. I did not see it because I didn't I, want to I watch it. it. I ran out. Michael Kelly is the actor's were, name. Michael. I Kelly. still think there were parts of this episode that were a little bit dull. Um and it it, it didn't you, quite flow until can, until can you end, can I you say now like, what is the what is the plot of taboo what is taboo about? It is about a family uh, who were obviously dysfunctional, and the death of the father has caused the family to come back together. Any yeah. more weird sort of visions and African yes, he gets he up. buys a ship. Uh, and goes on it and has all sorts of weird visions and, and things, and it turns out that that was a ship that the East India Trading Company used to host slaves, which is something. So that are he's they pre- are they saying they he sort he can sort of see people, sort of yeah, Haley Joel Osment type see a, people. a little bit or yeah, river? There was like a grate oh. before, <laughs> and there was hands coming up through the grate. It was quite disturbing. And right at the end of the episode, uh, the East India Trading Company basically put out a hit on him. Uh, and he gets attacked in an alley on at the right at the end of the episode, and you think maybe he's been hit and, and dead, but obviously the whole show would be a bit pointless without him. So obviously he he survives. I, I, I will I still, watch it because I, still think I love Pinky Blinders. A brave, brave time to put this on. Uh, they are not what? afraid to deal with some very, very nasty issues. You know, we got mutilation and, and prostitution again in this episode. So um, what you need after casualty. Well, that's right. <laughs> 
of the week. This is where we focus your eyes on a show coming up, or maybe shows often in Gary's case, uh, coming up uh, in the coming week that we will be watching and we want you to as well. We each get a pick. First of all, it's Gary in the London area. I'm going to pick Call the Midwife. It returns uh, this Sunday night on BBC One. Uh, We start straight off from the end of the Christmas special where they came back from South Africa uh, and uh, it appears that someone else has taken over uh, leadership of the the house. So that's all very interesting. Played by uh, Dame Harriet Walter. I'm also very happy that apparently they had to rewrite quite a lot of these first few episodes because they thought Miranda Hart was going to be back. And of course, if she was, I wouldn't be watching it. Seriously, even though you love it, if she popped up, you wouldn't watch it? Not a chance. That's interesting. I've never felt like that about anyone, really. Unless it was Keith Lemon. Unless Keith Lemon turned up in... There you are. In in Unforgotten. Oh, God, yeah. He does, and then you can feel how I feel. I'll follow on from Gary and go uh, Apple Tree Yard. I'm quite intrigued about this one. Uh, It's a psychological thriller starring... Have you seen the first one? I haven't. I've got it. I haven't seen it, no. Emily Watson as a um, respected doctor, and she has a passionate encounter with a stranger, and things happen. Haven't we all? Haven't we I, all? I think I know who Emily Watson is, but can you tell me what else she's did been you in? So see, did you see the brilliant, appropriate adult a few years ago with Dominic Ah, uh, yeah, I've got her now. Yeah, appropriate adult. Oh, I tell you what else she was in. I tell you what else she was in, Gary, that you loved at the time when we talked on the podcast, The Politician's Husband with David Tennant. Oh, yes. Ah, right. Well, now, definitely watching that then. I think I'll just direct more people to No Offence, because it is... Yeah, um, No Offence, you don't need to... 9 o'clock Wednesday on on Channel 4. So that is 8 o'clock on Sunday for Call the Midwife for Gary. Stay with BBC One at 9 o'clock for Emily Watson in four-part at Apple Tree Yard for Matt. And join me on Wednesday... For a screening of no offence, we can have... Do you want to give out your address so that they can? Is it it Wednesday? I thought it was on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays? Yeah, don't turn your box on Tuesday. You'll waste the electric. What will Um, I get on Tuesdays? Tuesdays, Uh, 24 hours in A&E, because it's always on telly. Also, Matt is... If you got to this podcast... Oh, I love it still. Um... (laughs) This is us. You were quite right. You said it'll be on about eleven thirty at the end of yeah. the run. I Look actually did now. throw a tweet. I threw a tweet at Channel Four, but they didn't reply. No, I I put it out on Twitter as well. Eleven o'clock. It's now. I did out. say I believe eleven. I did say eleven. They're just killing one of the best US imports they've had for a while, and I don't know whether it's because they've had they've had no ratings. Nobody's watching. But they or... planned the ten o'clock move when they first showed it, because we knew that when they showed the first episode. So they knew they were going to move yeah. it to 10. So, But why not know. then put it on more 4 at, like, 9 or 10? Yeah, yeah. Why have it on Channel 4 if you know you've got other things that you want to prioritise? It's the good wife that we speak about a lot. That found an audience on more 4. And I mm. wanted This Is Us to find an audience on Channel 4. It clearly hasn't, which yeah. is anything like that. Just, yeah, just move it to more 4 and, and celebrate it more, because it is a... Yeah, because more watch, more so. four is known for its its uh, US drama a lot more than the more, main. More four is, a, is is affectionately their version of BBC Four, isn't it? The more kind of you know sort of thinking. Well, it used to that, it used to be yeah. before they they put loads of repeats of Come Down with Me and a Place in the Sun on there. And now they have eight out of ten cats on there mm. as well. A new series. Of yeah, and that, that's just weird. That should be on E Four if, if nothing else. But the problem for me was Christmas thing came in, so I mean that was that was my problem with it was that it, the yeah, time again why did they start it in January on morning yeah, no at idea. like no nine idea. o'clock? No that idea. Would have been... 
so many questions uh, and so many platforms now on which to interact with oh. us or listen to us. YouTube is the first. We'll do that. YouTube.com forward slash The Custard TV. You can not only hear uh, excerpts from this podcast, but from podcasts from, I think, years gone by at this stage. Might I've got been... up to um, May 2015 is, yeah, the, so... is the latest one. There'll can be more believe... on there soon. Can you believe it? This summer, the three, I think it's this summer or maybe this October, the three of us would have been doing this for five years. Well, you, you and Gary is April. And how long will that be? Four, so five years. years. Five, five years. years. <laughs> April 2012, you two started talking. The earliest review currently on there is of Peter K's car share. Oh, I remember liking that, but did I? Have a listen on YouTube. Um, you <laughs> there's stuff I don't remember, like uh, American Odyssey with Anna Friel. Remember oh, that? I, yeah, I, I I'd long a, forgotten about that. I, 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 I subscribed and I get little alerts on my iPad whenever you upload. And there was like, really? We reviewed that, did we? So we, we, we're a TV based we review that. <laughs> Coming up soon. Yeah. Facebook.com. We'd love a couple of likes, please. Um, Facebook.com again forward slash the custard tea. Almost as if we're doing some sort of branding there, you know. This is this is we have to stop with the social media because it's exhausting and it takes up twenty minutes at the end of every podcast. Uh, Instagram, we're on there. I don't think I've posted anything for about six months. (laughs) No, we need a social media like person. I think. I think we need to employ someone. I think that's you now. You haven't written anything for like months on it. I know. (laughs) Give me some. No, about no offense. Uh, also, uh, you can follow all three of us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Luke Custard TV. Gary's at The Gary Show, and Matt is at Matt TV Bites. Wait, on Facebook, you've been pe- po- yeah, posting a lot of pictures of you. Oh yeah, that, that came. Have you seen these, Luke? I know you're not no, on I Facebook. Haven't, I haven't, Lots no. of Gary child pictures appearing. Let's go on Facebook and have a look. Basically, uh, an old school friend posted a picture, and it got us oh, talking. And I, I was at my parents at the weekend and we dug out loads of old photos and posted a few uh, on Facebook. Gary, you've really grown into those glasses. I don't oh, know if you've There is a lot worse that I could have posted. The, oh. the style in those days. Now, those now you can see glasses. who they based the character. Can I just say now that you can see who they based the character of Roland on in Grange Hill. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't anywhere near <laughs> no, no, a big no, Roland. No. <laughs> I was quite svelte in those days. Okay, I'll come up it. north and punch you right in the nose. When his foot, when his foot's better. Well, I can, yeah. <laughs> when I've got the money. All right, <laughs> that is it. Thank you. Good night, and keep each other close. Hug someone <laughs> close to you. Take care. Bye bye. We'll see you again on the podcast side. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.